Hey guys, this is Quincy, and you are listening to Bloody Oath, Melvin's number one subcultural podcast. We are talking to the beautiful, wonderful Letitia this week. She works for Remote Control Records in Footscray, my new homestead. Shout out to the West. Um, yeah, so here's the interview with her. We get into what it means to work for an independent record label. I hope you guys like it. All right. Um, I realize that I always like start off saying that way. I need to figure out something else. Like, well, here we are. Something. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll introduce. It. Like, I was thinking in our intros we should talk like a minute or so, like a lot of podcasts do. Yeah. And like, not just Banter. go bang straight into it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna start um, with you just introducing yourself and what you do. Mm-hmm. So I'm Letitia and I work at Remote Control Records, which is an independent label that works with um, international labels like um, Beggars, who hold labels like Excel Recordings, Young Turks. And then there's 4AD, Matador, True Panther Sounds, and Rough Trade. And then there's also Captured Tracks under Omnia Group. Um, and Omnia Music Group also have 2MR, um, some other small labels too. There's a so it's pretty extensive. It is quite extensive, and we like distribute and do publicity and things for those artists in Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And, all. Um, and so we can do, yeah, we work with a lot of like massive bands still on independent labels, which one would be like Adele, that's well known, mm-hmm. mentioned to people. Um, and then there's like Queens of the Stone Age and The National. Right. And stuff that we've recently released throughout this year that have been very successful. And then there's, yeah. Um, so what does it mean if someone's working with an independent label? Like, What is the definition? Independent label um, definition, I guess, like, like labels run very differently, but major labels basically just have a lot, they're more profitable and, like, have a lot more workers and right. people out there doing, doing things for them. Um, and more like, it's like based on scale. Yeah, I'd say scale. Um, and then independent labels, I guess, yeah, work on a smaller ground of ways where they focus more on artists that they want to get out there that haven't been publicised as well or like that right. they can still make available. Is that because they don't have as much money being thrown at them? True, yeah. More like passion behind the projects that they promote. Definitely that. And yeah, not like working with the others a bit more like to focus and do on their needs rather than like um, having such expectations like if you're in a major label, I guess you would definitely have to work with artists that will be like publicized really well and successful I guess. Like commercially successful? Commercially Mm. definitely. Yeah. So is it more 
like a major label will tell a popular artist like this is where you're being interviewed or this is where you're this is when you're going on tour yeah now. they'd have a bit more set rules I guess and say yeah they'd have a bit more I guess like all labels can do that but with independent labels you would be like you can really focus on community based things as well right mm. it's, it's like nurturing the yeah. environment yeah right and just the crowd base would be very different too yeah I feel like it would allow for so much more creative control yeah yeah so how did you get involved um, in this? What's the story? Really, I felt so lucky at the time and stuff. Um, do I? I guess it's just my surroundings. Do you still feel lucky? Well, now? yeah, I do. Um, I basically I grew up in a small town and just um, did a lot of community and like voluntary work within music throughout high school and then going out of school and moving to Melbourne. Um, even um, promoting it like nights for like um, say for instance when I got on a street team for an awesome band Philadelphia Grand Jury that are from oh, Sydney yeah. so you sort of like start to network from there on and all that and an awesome booker that I know now Beck um, got my friend and I onto this street team and then we started doing promo work with um Purple Sneakers in Sydney that started oh, yeah. running a night in Melbourne and then they... Is Purple Sneakers still going? They are in Sydney um, and they've got their like website and yep. all that going. Um, and then it turned into Can't Say in Melbourne. That's when yeah. it was like they changed venues and stuff and it it's more focused on DJs and stuff now rather than say bands live bands and stuff that it was back in the day um and I'd go in and do a bit of intern work there and then sort of like cut that out for a while when I was studying and then um just worked and had just friends around me that were either in bands or within the music industry and right before I was going on a trip overseas I um got in contact with a friend that used to work at uh, Remote and she really, I don't know, she just heard I was good with bands like that and would fit the role and stuff. And once I was back, she was like, you'd be really good and we need extra work and help, like, come yeah. in, trial and see how you go. And I just sort of fell into it. And right. that was, like, really lucky because mm. it was stuff I enjoyed doing yeah. naturally. And I guess, like, that's why I felt so lucky, but... Um, yeah, at the same time, it's like, if you're really enjoying what you're doing and you, like, put your work into it, you can show and be, like, good at it. So it just sort of all panned out, which was awesome for me. And, yeah. Because yeah. a you lot of... Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> you yeah. I guess a lot of people just really concentrate and, like, yeah, work hard to get to places they want, but sometimes it's just, like... It can seem seem really difficult from when I see people just really trying hard to do that, but at the same time, it's like I don't know, just keep doing what you're doing, and it'll get out there eventually, and you'll fall into somewhere where you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Seems like having less of a plan is usually better mm, than just kind yeah. of like ending up in something. Just True. you're more uh, open to opportunities that That's might it. not fit yeah. that like long term goal you set in place for yourself. Yeah. Did you study anything music related? 
Um, I was studying professional and creative writing. Oh, okay. And media studies, which fell into like. So do you do reviews? I did some very like freelancey stuff for like friends' blogs and things like ages ago, but not much of that. But Mm. I did enjoy writing. But then I found doing those courses too. I'm a very self conscious person with my writing, so I mean. I can do it, but yeah, sometimes it gets yeah. a little like tricky in ways. But especially yeah. writing about music, I find it really intimidating. Mm. There's so many like <laughs> you know guys who want to like mansplain music to you, and just mm. like using all of these like all this terminology, and yeah. like you know if you don't write about it in the right way, then yeah, it's because what I really enjoy is just talking out socially and just really being passionate about that sort of stuff. Mm. Rather than always just writing. Yeah, and that's also, like, a big part of it that helps as well, like, in general, like, a part of, like, seeing artists, sometimes seeing them live is a big part of, like, part of them as a band that you just sort of have to see to know as well. So when you talk about that and can show and sort of emphasise it more, Mm. that helps, yeah. Do you have any examples of bands like that that, like, you have to kind of see to get...? (sighs) Wow, it's all of the tip of my tongue. But, um, <laughs> like, I talked to you recently, Jared, about Pounding Grove when I saw them at Big Sound. They were amazing. Which was absolutely amazing. Um, they're definitely a band you could see live. They're just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's many out there like that that's just like that. And we've got a few that are touring soon, like Perfume Genius. Or, uh, oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. I was just listening. I finally mm-hmm. got around to listening to the like last album release so I was, I was so in love with uh too bright yeah. and you know how sometimes you'll listen to music you'll listen to an album and you love it so much that you're like scared to listen to other music just <laughs> because you don't like it <laughs> yeah finally got it around to it up. like yesterday i think i listened to mm. the latest album it's amazing yeah meets your expectations mm. was that, meets your expectations did it scare you too much? I think it um, exceeded my expectations. Really? Mm. Too Bright still holds that, like, very sentimental, like, value, but, like, yeah. What was the, what was the latest no one? No Shape is the latest one, yeah. the second one. Mm. But it goes into a whole new, yeah, wave of things where yeah. it really, like, it's like pushes like a, further into... Like a darker... Yeah, it's definitely darker with yeah. a lot of the lyrics as well, if yeah. you really mm. listen to it. But also, like... Yeah. But like it like there was a couple of songs there where it got into like habits territory. Yeah. With that like I I don't know what you'd call it, but like dark gothy electronic. Mm. Yeah, and, which I is guess. getting big. But or yeah. has been big. very like choir and orchestral yeah. and stuff and there's a lot more like in elements I guess into the music. That'd be interesting yeah. as a label to be able to see the progression. Mm. Like, you can see it as a consumer, but I feel like it's so different to actually, like, yeah. document and be working with people. That's even, like, I remember listening to the XX back in the day and then just hearing I See You, which is their new album that came out this year. It's a lot more poppy and stuff. Mm. It just, just creates a lot more... Yeah, listeners can really relate to that sort of stuff because it's just the sort of music you can put on and listen to at more places than, say, the music that it was then. But it was, yeah, it's different, but, like, great in ways. You can be so different with, like, a new album yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the greatest bands, well, greatest bands, it's like, that's a, 
um, divisive way to talk about a band. <laughs> um, but like, you know, you look at like Radiohead as a yes. example at each album. Yeah, like well, them difference. especially. Yeah. They're so good at just transforming mm-hmm. themselves yeah. like repeatedly. Oh, like, um, like Tom Waits has reinvented mm, yeah. himself like half a dozen times. Yeah. And more artists that I just can't name right now. Um, so do you deal with the artists? Like do you ever like actually we interact with them? We do or? sometimes like if they're touring or if they're – whether they're international or not, but we have promo days where we'll take around. them around whether they're – whether it's before a show in the local area. Um and you can either just pop up socials and things or like um take them around for interviews with certain um press and everything. So yeah. sort of like a chauffeur in a way, but also just yeah, creating a good atmosphere and the day for them yeah. and everything. Um part of it's travelling too, so yeah. But So what's that like chauffeuring? <laughs> I haven't around. done that in a while. We've got um some of the team that do it, but it's um it can be fun. Yeah. Um, sometimes yeah, it's hectic, but not that I know of. No. Or like anyone yeah. that's a diva. Oh, there was a story <laughs> though. The XX when they were down that's the promo. Um, they had all this really expensive like um clothing and fashion items in a taxi and I think they left it in the boot when they left and oh, really? they rang back to ask about it to see and the taxi driver claimed they didn't have it and so it was just lost, completely gone. And oh, that was a that's taxi driver knew what he stumbled upon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean Sell all that shit maybe to the exits it wasn't a big loss to them, but I mean like they lost what they had. So yeah. reimburse and in ways of I don't know, getting new stuff that maybe wasn't the same, but yeah, yeah. that's just annoying too. If you yeah, like have everything all totally. planned out, <laughs> were were you guys responsible for that? Like for the no, it was it was the band themselves as well. Not necessarily. I mean, like we're not the ones to say that was completely our yeah. yeah. Our so you're not like solely like responsible for any no, like property they have. No, no, yeah. That was them and everything. I mean, like, and on those days you can take them around too. Like, if you've got time to kill, take them to record stores or anything they're mm. interested in doing. Or I just get to be a little tour guide. Like to yeah. Go to. yeah, a little I, bit. I find that a little like anxiety inducing. Like, okay, well, I gotta take this place, this person to a cool place. Yeah, and you're like, what if it's shit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when you're so busy with work in general, like all the other side of stuff, and then you're on the day doing that, taking them out, you're just like. Quick email someone who we know that lives in this area where's good to go that's this sort of vibe mm. that they would enjoy. Yeah. Quickly, like, just send through a list of places and be like, maybe this place would be good. I remember that day and it seemed rushed. What was so, the area um, that you were they in? They were actually in Collingwood Fitzroy area. So, okay. like Georgia, who took them out, um, messaged like the group of us and we came back with a bunch of places in mind because yeah. I saw I live in that area. So, I was like, I think this place or this. One place didn't have a menu up online though, so they're like, nah. And mm. that was Friends of the Earth, which would have been oh, amazing because they would have totally place. loved that. <laughs> but yeah, I think they ended up going to Elementary in the end. 
happened, but mm. yeah, well, so different than Friends of the Earth. Yeah, <laughs> and then you and then you hear of Friends being like, I think I saw Jamie XX in like a store the other day. I'm like, probably, like they were out that day in that area. Yeah, we do get quite a few celebrities into Friends of the Earth, actually, surprisingly. Mm. Really? Yeah. Do you do you call up the do stuff there? I don't know what you call it. Volunteer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You didn't know that. No, I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Learning new things every day. But yeah. And also something else, um, not to bring this back to me again, but I just have to mention this to relay. Anyway, um, you know that I worked at a radio station. Uh, wait, what? You said that way too quickly. You know I worked at a radio station? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's in North Carolina. WQFS. Oh. It's tiny, independent. And like we... Like a community radio. Right yeah. yeah. And we were like very, very kind of had this sentiment of like being pretty anti-pop. Um, you know, it was like our, our interpretation of independent was like, we hate pop. <laughs> like, what sort of music common. did you actually like, um, oh, God. focus on, I guess? I mean, we got a lot of like indie alts, like it, basically every large indie thing that was sent to us by promoters, but then also some like folksy sort of stuff. Cause that was like catering to the area. Um, and like a lot of punk, like independent punk and yeah. things like that. But so I guess bringing it back to my question is like, what are your thoughts on pop or like, is there anything that like you won't accept in the label? Like, what does that mean? Like, what are the limits of indie? I don't think it's like limits in what we won't accept. I mean, if it sounds good and we like, we're just like, yes, all for it. It's great. And mm-hmm. there is that certain pop that, like, goes to commercial and everything. Yeah. It's like, you know whether or not it's, like... But... So you're not going like, to be, like, promoting Justin Bieber work anytime soon. <laughs> I mean... Because <laughs> I've been like, waiting. I've been waiting for remote to start, like... Um, Hyping JB? Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. just I'm waiting for the day for it to happen, <laughs> but I've been disappointed. <laughs> I mean, if... Bieber was on a label, like, internationally, obviously, wouldn't just come too remote. Um, Maybe sure. And was with someone, say, under the beggars group, then we would we would be doing work for Bieber, oh, like we've been yeah. doing for Adele, which has been great, fun, because yeah. it's kind of fun seeing that side of things too. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, like, our, with our logos label, Dot Dash, we focus on, I think, more like electronic sounds that can, like, you always bring a lot of, even a lot of rock comes into pop now, it's such like a beat genre that everyone likes to put as part of the list because so many, it helps it get out there too. Mm. Right, it's yeah. like a key, like, helpful thing where people will go to choose a certain genre to see artists that come up, say, in Apple iTunes or, like, Spotify or something and go to that and you sort of see that. So it helps give those things diversity mm. to rather than just the standard commercial pop you always sort of hear. But I don't know yet. Like, it'd just be stuff we know that is something that should be publicised and helping share that music out there with, like, getting it across yeah. more of a... It goes back to that, like, independent label mentality yeah. of, like, actually giving a shit about what you're promoting. Yeah, yeah. totally. Speaking about genres, though, it's like when I, I did like music journalism for a little while, and you get to the point where you have to like describe mm, the genre so of the album sometimes. and like 
Sometimes it was really fun, and sometimes yeah. you'd like make a genre name that you're like, or cross some genres, and be like, yeah, that sounds really good. Like, I feel like that really mm-hmm. accurately depicts what this music is. And other times, I'm just making this up. I'm just talking out my ass. <laughs> sometimes it's just easier to relate them to certain bands. Or yeah. The sounds like kind of thing. A bit of this, a bit of that. Yeah. Do you, have you come across any genre titles that maybe like a band has given themselves or you, you've seen someone like call another band that has like stuck out to you as strange or not necessarily strange there's some good ones out there now i think like we upload a lot of our locals music to um and rap which is like air like a local um community thing that puts it out to all radio and helps a lot of like um, media get in touch with those artists and it has a list of things for genre where you can um, sort of see what it's sort of about and um, I thought it was really good when I'm yet to discover but like this is a band that just released an EP today, Good Boy, who are from Brisbane and they themselves as a band didn't realise they were getting so political until recently when they like wrote a lot of music about a lot of shit, like even to do with the plebiscite and everything, oh, which yeah. is awesome. So like I would put in the genre, there's actually one called Gay Aligned, oh, which is really? great, so it's supportive of that whole thing because a lot of community radios will then go to it and there's certain programs that are specifically for that. So, so would it fall only under that or can you pick they multiple? They will fall under that. Oh, okay. Pick up to four. Okay. Drums, so that would be one. Mm. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was actually really yeah. cool. It's like Triple R has, I know at least one program where it's all just like queer music. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and this like mm. moment has been like an amazing queer music scene. Yeah. Um, which hits actually just reminded me I was reading yesterday that, uh, do you guys know Beloved Elk? Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're breaking up. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is upsetting. They're like one of the, first bands that I um, mm. like saw when I first moved down to Melbourne and got involved in the music scene. Mm. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. It's always sad when you have, I had a band that I was really into throughout my high school years, like one of my favourite, and being in Wodonga, which is where I was from, is so hard to see live music. Mm. When I found myself in later high school days, I'd travel to Melbourne a lot to go to gigs and things. Otherwise, um, but there, I find weird places and just be such a dork in like on the internet <laughs> with finding bands and people be like, "How the hell do you find these?" Yeah. that's cool. It's quite a pride. Yeah, yeah, there was this band Red Riders from Sydney that um Red Riders. Yeah, they did such amazing like sort of indie garagey rock and stuff, and they had an EP out there that was amazing. And then um. They had broken up a while ago, but recently they did a little reunion show thing and that was really exciting to see them because they had the whole original band members back and everything to play. Those sort of things are exciting. So hopefully maybe Beloved Elk will do like a little reunion get-together. Yeah, Slater Kinney got back together after years and years. So. Well, how big was Slater Kinney? Pretty big. You mean back in the day? Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, like yeah. really large and the like they might not be quite that kind of demand mm-hmm. for Beloved Elk. I mean, they've got a cult following, yeah, surely. 
Either way, sometimes it's just nice to just have that such nostalgic and like, yeah. love for them, and they'll still exist within the music that they yeah. have out yeah. already. So. I think I'll definitely try to find a record, so like when I'm old and in particular, I can look <laughs> back and be like, oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any bands that are, are slightly embarrassing? Slightly embarrassing. That, that's, um, you, li- you Guilty listen to pleasure? When, you're, when you were in high school. Oh, in high school. Um, it would be high school, I guess. (laughs) I mean, yeah, right now, I'm so embarrassed that, um, uh, I'm sure there's many. There was some points where, I mean, but you're into them for a reason at the time. Absolutely. I didn't. It's it's, it's funny to like, like not that anyone should be ashamed of their taste in music at any point. But you listen to them now and then look back and think, like you listen to them now and you think, yeah. Why was I so into that? Yeah. I just yeah. don't get it now. Like, it gets so silly. Yeah. When you're a teenager, you feel everything so intensely. You need music that expresses <laughs> yeah. things so intensely. Because yeah. some of it, it's just like, I'm like, it's good and it's catchy, but it's just so corny. Usually yeah. it's lyrically mm-hmm. that's like what causes exactly. cringe. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of who, I feel like they were probably like a little bit more on tiny bit of like the emo phase going Same. around but I didn't get right into that but yeah. there was definitely some bands that I did maybe like My Bloody Valentine or something yeah like they hold up <laughs> yeah I um there was I reckon six months to a year period where I got really intensely into Atreyu Cradle of Filth <laughs> um I even went to like a parkway drive gig yeah because they're australian right yeah in queensland mm. um that was like way drive were big yeah. and especially metal was big in my town like massive really metal's shows. really big in small towns yeah like, yeah i, I know town. why is that they're all I, angry and bored i wouldn't say i'm necessarily embarrassed but i just remember being really really into she had um she had and just singing and my dad would like come in through the doors and just be like turn off that death shit (laughs) it's not even like what because it was just more hardcore than anything and then he would just just, like generalize that I only ever listened to that and I was like I listen to so much more outside of that it's just because that I would like like, blow up and that's why it stood out yeah yeah so what was your early relationship with music like um I enjoyed it I mean like Growing up really young, I was around a lot of different music, even classical and stuff as well, because I did dancing. But uh, then, like, going to obviously, there's the So Fresh hits and everything yeah, now when yeah. you're like in, yeah. And then even my mum had all these like 80s dance max CDs <laughs> lying around, and I would get That's right sick. into that. I absolutely love that stuff to this day. Um, and then, yeah, so. A lot around focused around like that dancey stuff, but then I got right into like high school when I was discovering stuff more individually. It was like indie, sort of alternative rock mm. and stuff like that, majoritively. Mm. Yeah. Is there anything you don't like? I just like I like a lot of music if it just sounds good or it's just done really well. I get right into it. I mean, and then if you just hear something like ah. Eh, but yeah, like a lot of, there's a lot of certain commercial pop that I'm just like, oh, I just can't. And just stuff, 
you know that is played on those sort of radio stations, not that I listen to them, but like there's, yeah, yeah, but when back in town when you don't have many, like Triple J was the resource then, if anything, yeah. for that, um, or the uni radios, mm. and then, but like, you would just hear those sort of songs, maybe like every hour on the hour, like ones that are just played way too consistently, and it's yeah. like, it's an override, it's like, yeah. <laughs> So, like, you've been around music forever. Mm. You kind of, like, incrementally work your way towards, without, like, necessarily having a plan to get into a a label. Did it feel like getting into the label was, like, a natural progression from what you were doing, or did it feel like a real jump into, like, something serious? definitely more of a natural progression, and it is something... Music's always something, one of, out of, like, things that I have as specific things that are very important in my life. So that's how it holds a very serious effect um, to me. But definitely more of a natural progression because, you know, I stopped it here and got into other work and then got back into it just naturally. But um, there'd be times where I would, like, sort of, sort of take opportunities up or like see things happening and chase into them also mm. or just just be willing to do more for those sort of things for work because I enjoy it yeah. um but yeah definitely that like sometimes you'd help just do help out with like merch or being on the door at places like even bar work and things like doing that for events and stuff yeah when they're in need and stuff and you understand, but you really want to go to the show or you were planning to anyway, but then they're like, we need help. We can't find anyone. It's like, I'll do this. I know like that helps out yeah. sort of thing. So that sort of thing. So you kind of just have like, to be willing to be you, part of the community. Totally. Yeah. I reckon. But I mean, like it's up to how willing you are to do things, but in the end you can always otherwise like, run around finding someone else or something mm. for certain yeah. things that can be easy in those instances. Um, but yeah, but it's also enjoyable in those, in that way. Cause I'm also just a social person. So you just meet people and you're just sitting there and you're still there at the show sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you would have to be in that role. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how well I do that. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, me either. <laughs> I think I'd find it hard. So, so when you started working for, remote records um was there anything that you were like surprised about how a label functioned like i guess i it was really good when i got into it um a few of the so it's a team of five of us um so sweetie who was in sydney who's just moved to melbourne was with darren in sydney um at the inertia office who we like work between two when we do some marketing and stuff um, and then there's now five of us in the Melbourne office plus our two bosses who founded it, Stephen Harvey. Um, so then there's just Darren in Sydney now, but it's really great. Like we do a lot of work for how many there are in the office, I guess, but, um, yeah. Sorry, what was... Oh, like when you when you started um, working for this label, were you surprised by how a label functions? Um, 
I guess I've learned a lot, like, there's still a lot to get your head around and gasp and just see new ways of just, and there's always that just knowing what's working with music in general, like digital media has been such a big thing and a new thing that's coming out. Um, so you're always sort of like researching and delving more into those things, but also right. um, when a few of the girls would like go on some long trips and stuff, I'd learn and cover their roles. So like right. there's a different side to a lot of the things we do there. So I'd sort of get my head around and understand a bit more of those sides of the work too, which was really good. And then I'd start understanding more. So yeah, can work in the digital side of things and just really like, like that's such a big thing now. Everyone's like on social media and, yeah. and just having things pop up and just seeing it helps because otherwise, and then there's like certain things where you're putting out like, I don't know, posters, street posters and stuff or in-store posters or little cafe things. Um, and stuff within stores that just just visually a lot of people see something and then realise, like, oh, this album's coming out or this yeah. artist or, like, things to see or look into and even having – writing a list of certain artists this artist might relate to if they've got a certain song or release yeah. coming out that it can help and show up around surrounding those other sort of artists that people interview. Yeah. That's how they find out about it. But it is, yeah, it's such, I don't know, there's always so much going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you kind of always, like, um, yeah, like, things just seem like they're very intense yeah. happening all the time. And, yeah. Because yeah. when I even say to some people, like, I work at a record label, they're, like, thinking it's a record store or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Completely different. <laughs> yeah. Record yeah. store would be so chill yeah. in comparison. Like some people think in a recording studio as well. Oh, and that's yeah. Completely different like in production well. or something. Yeah yeah. 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 I feel like it'd be such a good way to get a well-rounded perspective. Like think about how many skills you can add to your CV <laughs> now. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, there was like, the, the music industry seemed to, because you're talking about um, digital media and whatnot, um, and for like, I don't know if it's still happening, but there seemed to be like, almost like an existential crisis for the music industry <laughs> when, um, you know, we could start uploading our songs and not having to pay for albums mm. and CDs and whatnot. Does it seem like the music industry is starting to get a handle on how to use with certain things like that on sales and stuff, that's always such a hard thing to read into. And just knowing the certain artists and stuff, like with electronic music maybe, but not necessarily, but certain artists, it might be harder to sell physical copies yeah. and just get a delve onto like how popular it was yeah. or like how well a band's doing because streams are such a big thing now and that's always like a hard thing to see and get out of when you especially like a lot of bands not necessarily with us might put it up on free platforms and stuff like right. that it's like it's great to share that but it's like it'd be great to have support and know yeah. that from everyone's got bills yeah, exactly yeah. exactly but um radio is still live and i think radio is such a great way of finding out about new music and listening to certain programs you're really into that people just know, like, what you're into, too. And, um, what programs do you listen to? Um, 
can't I, I can't really name like a lot like I mean there's there's a lot but because I don't drive as much now driving is such an easy thing to do with radio and stuff like and it just yeah. depends when you're driving but when you are free or you make yourself free to listen to certain things it's great but I do listen to a lot of triple R and PBS um and then there's some certain shows on triple R um like I just remember the programmers' names more so than some of their um, actual programs. But yeah. I've got a friend that's actually from my hometown, Jace, who is on local Andor General. So he basically yeah. he basically does all local music. Doesn't really do international releases yeah. and stuff. So that's really supportive of well, your local area, which that's is cool. great. Or like national. So. Yeah, I really like that. And then, um, yeah, there's a bunch of others. Um, what local artists have you been listening to lately? Hmm. <laughs> I just listened to Sam with the Great's new album, which I thought was really good. Yeah. I just happened to stumble upon it, I think, when I was looking into, like, I guess sometimes I just get sidetracked with having a bit of a busy lifestyle here and there but when I do like I don't know Spotify is so big these days you just see the releases and it just like they pop up there and it's great to see what's out that Friday or whatnot um which is awesome and I really enjoyed that um other local releases I'm still being listening to Pound Negro here and there I just really enjoy that EP um that was, yeah, that was the first release, wasn't it? Um, I don't can't remember what the EP is called. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I we, we, yeah. They played at the Gasometer, yeah. like, what, a month ago now? It was about a month ago, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think they mentioned that it was their first ever no, release, yeah. and they got a... Um, they had a national tour off it, I think. Oh, really? They were amazing. I think, yeah. Definitely recommend mm. Do you ever find, like, that you're consuming so much music for work that you lack the motivation to go out and find music on your own? (laughs) That, I feel like a lot of, I do get that question quite a bit. Um, (laughs) Because I'm very passionate about it, I still do really enjoy it. Mm. Um, There's times where I do find, like, I'm just overworked in ways, not necessarily from that work, but just myself and just like want to chill and just end up being like okay what's good for myself just having a night in over like going somewhere yeah in the mind frame I mean at that time but I really like even through winter that's the hard stage for just a lot of people in general to go out I find like there's still gigs that are thriving and I just end up going out and I live my area is great for like going to a lot of venues for that sort of stuff. Yeah, I guess you're like, like right, right near the toad as well, which is like there's a, always like something on in the whole area. So, I mean, I do go out and then just if I surprisingly or spontaneously see something, that's when it's like awesome. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't push myself or like try and force anything upon it, but I yeah. still enjoy it. But I feel like a lot of people as to why they ask would be like, I feel like it would be, they would feel like it would be like a burden or something. Yeah. Or just that you would get like overwhelmed with like so much. It's like, I feel like you could become a bit desensitized. Mm. 
and you see like all other sides of things, I guess. So it might, yeah, desensitize mm. probably. But for me, that hasn't happened. That's so lucky. That that's so lucky, good. I yeah. That's why this sort of thing all come, came naturally. Yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> and do you ever go out in Footscray or like around the. Yeah. Um, label? I haven't seen too much music in Footscray, but a lot of it's like it's happening and like it's that place is thriving now with a lot of stuff mm. because we work in that area like you if you see things on there's some things on the weekend though but when I'm working there all week it's like do I want to go to Footscray yeah it's true I don't blame you um but yeah I saw some awesome bands on tomorrow night but because I'm already oh for Sad Girls Fest oh is that tomorrow yeah shit there's so <laughs> many things on tomorrow I know I saw, I saw that like a month ago and I was like I already had something I think I need to put on. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's so right. many things this weekend. But yeah, it's there's... hard to go to side girls. It's expensive. Yeah, totally. How much is it? I mean, not expensive. It's like 35. Shout out to side girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. 35. Yeah. Got yeah. I know. <laughs> Whether though, it's a whole day into the night. Yeah, true. Cool. Support yeah. the girls. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's a good cause. Yeah. Um, so. I had a question that I lost it because I got distracted by all of this. Um, it's about five. So, do you. It's I think it's okay. This picks up everything. Yeah. Oh, so even we'll like the that. squeaky chairs. Do you want to do one last question? Because I feel like this yeah. noise is just going to get worse. Yeah. And we could add it out from that. All right. Do you have a closing question? Um, we want to think of a good like one. A bit, like a little bit dazed from the piece. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Where would you like to see yourself go from here? I always like never really think about that too much. It's interesting. Like I've always had ideas and other things I'm interested in, but. There's options up sleeves, many sleeves, um, but I don't mind delving into more things, but I don't really have anything particular in mind now. There's always ideas where I could go back to uni if I was really interested in studying and mm. focusing on something more, and that wouldn't necessarily always come down to for being in the music industry but yeah. can be but I'm also very interested into, th into things like um, I did a fair bit of architecture oh. a while ago and like getting into more like I don't know furniture industrial design or something but I feel like that's a nice hobby to have but it's always one of those things you would enjoy doing but it costs a lot in having tools and space to yeah. make things mm. so it's like yeah I enjoy designing and doing all that that stuff but yeah that, that's just like a little idea in mind but not something I'm thinking of doing at all right now but has been there um and then just in the music industry there's so much other areas of work that I feel like I'm still very new in this so yeah can just sort of delve into mm. it and figure that out and see where I'd enjoy Going. And could you ever see yourself working in anywhere that's not Melbourne? 
I mean, I would love to travel a bit more for work. I'm sure everyone would. Yeah. Um, in Australia, I mean, because I love Melbourne so much and, like, I don't know, I just love how there's just always stuff on no matter and, like, there's always something to do. Yeah, like too many Sydney's things. great, but they've died on the fact <laughs> that they've got the lockout yeah, and true. a lot of things, but that's within, like, the area, within the city. But, yeah, I love visiting Sydney, but I don't know, like, I don't know. I haven't been there enough to know whether I love, like, living there, but, yeah. like, the geography of it seems just so hard and spread out. I'm just like, oh. Whereas, like, Melbourne might be easier to get around. But I definitely love changes in that even if it was but I feel like Melbourne would be a bit of a base but then overseas like who knows yeah totally would definitely like try places I loved Spain when I visited there and Germany it'd be an interesting music scene like indie rock Mm. yeah um, Yeah. scene developing there and Germany's Um, music scene is crazy (laughs) yeah um, so I guess we should just chug the world and document all the mm, music. Totally. <laughs> um, well, uh, thanks for coming in and having a chat with us. Do you have any social plugs or anything oh, yeah. that you want to social, yeah. like any handles you want to plug, any, anything you want to hype? I mean, you can either Facebook search or Google, like, um, we've got a website, remotecontrolrecords.com.au. Or you can find that. And then there's Dog Dash, which is our locals, which you'll find on that website. And that's got the social plugs. And then we also work with a lot of local labels too, where we um, partnered with like Belly Dressed, do some things for Milk Records, Bedroom Sucks, um, some things for Broken Stone, and Pool House Records, which is a new label. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Pool House. Band. Oh, no way, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so. That's awesome, and I hope I'm not missing anyone, and if I am, I'm just... (laughs) Just shoot us a message, we'll add it. In an afternoon days afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, you'll find a lot of different music suited to, yeah, you might like some, you might not, Mm. but... Something for everyone. Something for everyone, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, good. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to interview with us. Thank you. I'm it. <laughs>